Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, here tonight without my bestie, Nikki, but doing one of my favorite segments called Master's Moments, where I get a chat with fellow Master's athletes about fitness and CrossFit and everything that makes our ankles hurt. <laughs> and tonight I've got a friend, one of my online friends that I ran into at, at the CrossFit Games, and we got a chance to work out together. Deborah Moore is with us. How are you, Deborah? Hi, I'm doing very well, John. How are you doing? I am good. I'm a little tired, but I'm good. I, uh, we were, Aren't we, we all were chatting always up... tired? <laughs> yeah, we were chatting off the air a little bit. Obviously, no one else was listening, but um, yeah, I'm slowing down. I'm tired more recently than I feel I have been in the last couple of years, and it's it got me thinking more today about being a master's athlete maybe than I have in the past, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it comes to mind more often, possibly as you get older. I, I honestly haven't thought about it much until, believe it or not, I don't know if maybe the brainwaves, you, you were sending brainwaves my way, but I started thinking about it this week myself. I started feeling that, that sort of thought creeping into my head, maybe, maybe I do need to slow down at some point things things are feeling harder for sure this week so i i don't know what it is i don't i don't honestly know if there is a certain age that you hit but i mean we're both are we both the same age i'm 53 yep yeah it's an interesting phenomenon you know coach glassman said once that you basically have 10 years within crossfit before you are capped out that makes sense. That, that's not his quote, by the way. I'm par obviously paraphrasing, but yeah, about 10 years and then you start to level off or, or decline 10 years of PRs. And I'm right. just past oh. that. I'm like 12 or 13 years in, but I had never been in fitness before. So I've always attributed okay. the fact that I've gotten past that 10 years with the fact that I had, you know, basically 20 years, you know, of kind of adulthood before that, where I'd never worked out, hadn't done anything. So everything was a new experience. And now that I've got in proficient or as proficient as I can get at CrossFit. I'm, I feel like I'm starting to crest that hill now and, and okay. get, you know, maybe I'm not hitting as many PRs as I was before, or I'm just simply slowing down because of age. I don't know. When did you start CrossFit? How long have you been doing it? Well, this, this, I'm, I'm sort of hanging on to a bit of hope there then, because I only started <laughs> CrossFit four years ago when I was about 49, okay. almost, almost 50. Okay. I, I had been in fitness before. I'd been an athlete before, but not in the strength in the strength arena. I was a triathlete. So I I don't I don't know though. I think that I think there may be a bit of a slowdown factor due to age. I'm hoping not, because I think I, you know, maybe I've got a good six right. more years in me. But I I think there is that learning curve. Where, where you sort of knew you suck at everything. I mean, I still suck at everything right. and I think you'll suck at everything for a long time, but I think the progression and the PRs come from just learning better technique or learning how to pace yourself a bit better in a new sport or, or you know, in a new strength endeavor. So I, I think there's still a little way to go. I don't know if 10 years is really it. How, how long were you a triathlete? Oh gosh, I, I started triathlon in my mid twenties. So a long okay. time, it was the early years of the sport. And I started like many people do with the short distance. And then I went all the way up to Ironman triathlete. So are, um, are you still doing that at all? Or are you done with it? No, I, I'm a, I'm a true crossword. I don't run unless I have to. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I stopped the Ironman distance when I had my first daughter. 17 years ago and it's just it's not a very time efficient sport and the and the thought with crossfit was you know i can do everything in 45 minutes to an hour so you know the switch the switch happened much later after having kids but i think it's a a much better activity for people who have more demands in their life how did you find it? Like, how did you stumble across CrossFit? Were you drug, drug in like the rest of us or did you seek it out? <laughs> I was dragged in actually. 
you know, I was just plugging along doing some the, the swimming, biking and running on my own. So not doing triathlon. And it was actually my husband who is a bit, he's one of those early adopter types. You know, if when, when the whoops sort of came out, he, he got on that. When, you know, the first iPhone was released, he got on that. So he heard about this thing called CrossFit and he thought, well, you know, that sounds a little bit crazy. Sounds a bit fun. I'm going to give it a try. And I resisted for quite some time, actually. I was not interested in barbell, heavy stuff. I, I saw the stuff on TV. I was thinking, there's no way. I, that's not for me. And then I got bored of everything else. So, And he was buying all the equipment, so I thought I might as well use it. What was your hesitancy with the barbells? I'll be honest, which it's, it's, this is going to sound terrible given what I put out there on Instagram, but I was a little afraid of the, I wasn't afraid. I was thinking this is more for men. It, it sounds ridiculous. Sounds, it's more for men. There's a lot of grunting. There's a lot of that kind of gym bro feel to it from the videos that I had seen anyway. And I hated that stuff. It was the main reason that I avoided actually going to the gym. I'd never really lifted before. I didn't know, you know, I, I just wasn't really into it. So I didn't like that culture of sweat, grime, heavy and iron and black walls and all of that sort of stuff. So I just, it, I wasn't drawn to it at all. And was your husband training at an affiliate or at home? So I think if I remember correctly, he did go to a couple of classes here in Toronto and we had some minimal equipment in our, in our basement and he got himself onto a comp train. He thought, I'm just yeah. going to, you know, do the, the payer, whatever it was at the time, 39.99. I'm going to do, you know, have a look at the leaderboard, see where I can get on there and he started doing some of the wads there and I just basically signed into his account and started trying some of the workouts too. And, and I just, I started to find myself quite enjoying it. I was, I was still very intimidated by the barbells though. I was doing a lot of the dumbbell work, but the barbell stuff, it was a little beyond me, a bit intimidating. So what did it take to get you past that? Watching some of the CrossFit games, watching some of the women on the CrossFit games, YouTube videos, seeing, seeing what they could actually do and realizing that, you know, the age group watching, uh, and by the women, I mean the age group women, the, the women who were in their forties and beyond. And I thought, well, you know, this sport hasn't been around for that long. They must've just learned this themselves at a you know, reasonably advanced age. So if they can do it, maybe I should give it a try. And then I went to a class. I actually went to a class at a local affiliate, which I still go to once a week here. And I think it was the challenge of trying to beat something new, trying to tackle something new and learn it because that that's what I really love. I love to try and overcome something or learn something new that I've never done before. So that's where it all started. You know, it's an interesting experience for me. I've said that for a while that I feel part of CrossFit's bit. One of the biggest hurdles they have in front of them is breaking that mindset that CrossFit is dangerous, that it's for men, that the barbell scary women are going to get bulky, like all that stuff. And, you know, a lot of it's propagated by the you know, the top 1% of CrossFitters that make the games when you see that. And, you know, I mean this with all due respect to them because they're all just completely amazing athletes and people that, you know, you watch it and you just think, man, I either I can't do that or it's scary or man, look how bulky the women are, which they're not by the way, but it's an initial thought for a lot of people. Yeah. And then you, then you go to an affiliate and you get a much different experience. And for it ends sure. up being a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of people our age. You know, and, and, uh, you know, right. a lot of, you know, I, I'm very average. There's a lot of very average people running around the affiliate and all of a sudden you're like, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe this is, yeah. maybe this is about health, not about, you know, how much weight you can put on the barbell. And it's just a, it's a much different thing. And I think if they could push that out more, so more people could see it, 
I think they could attract and help, you know, grow our master segment a little faster. Personally. Absolutely. I, but by the way, now when I look at the top women at the games, in, uh, whether it's the elites or the age groupers, that's actually very motivating to me. I've changed yeah. the way that I see what what I want my body or or if, you know, that I think women should see their bodies as, you know, when you look at people like Laura Horvath and, you know, Daniel Spiegel or whoever it is, they're all different shapes. They're all obviously yeah. very strong, but I actually aspire to that. But to your point of making it more accessible to to the average person, I think that that is coming. I think it is getting there. Um, obviously, they could do a better job of pushing more imagery of the the sort of older age groups or the teens even out there to show people what there is in CrossFit. The adaptive divisions are some of the most motivating pieces of footage you'll ever see. You know, people in wheelchairs doing legless rope climbs. It, it's incredible. And it's something that I try to educate people on. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not a, a CrossFit expert, but I, I do it. I show up, I pick up barbells and dumbbells, and I try and tell my followers about the fact that CrossFit is not this crazy sport. It's actually what it says it is. It's functional fitness. You know, it, it's picking heavy things up and moving it to the other side of the room or you know, it, it's adaptable, it's scalable, like anybody can, literally anybody can do it. And I, and I did post videos of myself when I dislocated my shoulder doing CrossFit, you know, with, with one arm in a sling and the other arm carrying the dumbbells to just to show people, you know, you, you can actually just do this. doesn't matter what you're sure. facing, what challenge you're facing. Well, you've been a triathlete for how many years did you say? 15, 20 years? Is that right? Oh, it was, yeah, a good 20 years, I'd say. Yeah. How many injuries did you sustain during that time? You know, the injuries in endurance sport are different. They're these sort of nagging, consistent, right. like every week there's right. something. Well, actually sounds a lot like CrossFit. Every week there's something else, but mm -hmm. it's, it's usually, you know, lower compartments. So leg overuse strains, yeah. multiple, tons of them, like. Nothing acute, nothing really super debilitating that required a hospital stay, but I still actually have issues from my triathlon days mm -hmm. that crop up and affect the way I lift in CrossFit now. So it was endless. Yeah. I had a couple of years running marathons. I still have some foot and knee issues and shin issues and you know, weird things that come up from, you know, the, that just repetitive use of long distance running and all the things that come with it. Now that you're doing CrossFit at this age, did that triathlete training help you better mitigate those injuries or nagging things you get training in CrossFit? Because you're going to get it in any kind of training, whether it's CrossFit or, or yeah. triathlon. Are, are you able to work through it better or are you having to adjust? No, I, you know, I think triathlon was so long ago. And back in those days, there was less knowledge about training in general, or there have been many more advances made now. Um, you know, for example, we never did any strength work as a triathlete. There was no strength work. Right. You, you never picked up a dumbbell. The, the most you did was a bit of plyometrics. And now it's become very clear. All the triathletes, elite triathletes are doing it. You, you have to work on your core. You have to work on, you have to get in the gym and lift the barbells and do all the strength work. Things like nutrition as well are also much more important these days. But now I think the single biggest thing that has helped me navigate CrossFit and all the strain that comes with it is the focus on mobility. And that came because I know I'm getting older and I know that it has to be something that I I have to do daily in order to keep doing the thing that I love, which is CrossFit. There's, there's just no, no getting around it, no negotiation, mobility twice daily. Otherwise, I just, I wouldn't be able to do this at all. There's no way. Oh, 
I can negotiate myself out of mobility pretty easily. <laughs> uh, let's let's be honest. What what are you doing a special program or you is this your own thing or just something through your gym? What are you doing to focus on mobility? Well, I I have a one to one coach. So when I dislocated my shoulder, so a year and a half ago, I dislocated my right shoulder, and after that, I did actually hire a one to one coach, who's a physio by training. To get me back to shoulder stability and strength so that I could do CrossFit again, because I had visions of never being able to do handstand pushups right. again or kipping work or anything like that. So he programs mobility directly into my program to make me do it. So there is no negotiation. It's on my program. And he, if I don't do it, he asks me why I didn't do it. And I'm not a very good liar. So, so that is a non negotiable. And then sometimes I just do, I do it because I know that if I don't do it, I will not be able to work out tomorrow or, or I won't be able to hit the lift that I want to hit the next day. And I am, I still have a bit of ego, you know, I think we all do. If yeah, you course. do, you know, get yourself into something like CrossFit yeah. and you want to hit some PRs, you have an ego. And, and so my ego dictates to me that I should do this. Um, I need to keep the joints and muscles and everything moving so that I can do it and I can brag. So you feel like this, this mobility focus is a kind of a non-negotiable as you age. Mm -hmm. I mean, would you, would you have done this in your thirties or no? No, I never no, did with, never. with triathlon. I mean, you, you, you have these visions of people who are runners and cyclists and they're always, you know, you think they're the, they're the ones who are going to be stretching. But they're just like us CrossFitters. They don't want to stretch. Nobody right. likes stretching. It's boring. And so we never did it. We'd, we'd go for six-hour bike rides, you know, 112 miles, and get off and walk straight into the house and sit on the couch until the next day and wonder why, you know, it hurt a little bit when you started running the next day. You, you make that all sound unglamorous. It sounds great to me. It sounds like a great, a great moment. <laughs> Do you, are, do you have to do anything different from a recovery standpoint now that you've got this mobility uh, in or does it reduce your mobile, your recovery? Yeah. Oh no, it's much more recovery. There's, you know, definitely I've, I'm finding it particularly in the last year. So, you know, between 52, as I turned 52, that I definitely need that second day off. I, you know, before I would have one day off and I, sometimes even do a light spin on the bike on that day off. And then the, the, you know, the seventh day of the week, I would do something. I would be working out six days a week. And now I'm like, ah, you know what? I think I need to take that second day. So, so now I have two days off a week. One of them might be active recovery if I'm feeling pretty good, but that is something that has changed a little bit in my, my late forties and fifties is, is having that second day off a week. Yeah. And you're doing the mobility on those rest days though, right? Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. 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 Longer, longer session of mobility. So on workout days, I will do mobility in my warm up for my workout and then I'll do mobility in the evenings. And then on, but on my days off, I'll do like a full 45 minutes of mobility. Yeah. That's like, that's like my entire week's worth of mobility. So good for you. <laughs> so, it's impressive. <laughs> no, I love that. Are, did you, have you had to change your, like your training schedule? Are you doing three days on one day off and two days or like, how, how are you breaking it down? Yeah, that I think I'm probably pretty standard, you know, much like any other CrossFitter it's, you know, Monday to Wednesday and then Thursday is a day off for active recovery. And then Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday is, is a day off as well. That was, you know, when I was in my 20s and 30s triathlon, you, we had one day a week off and we did doubles. So, you know, we trained twice a week, twice a day. Um, and it, there's no twice a day here. I, leading up to the Open this year, my coach suggested that I try and split my workout into twice a day. And I, I had to back it off a little bit. It was, it was a little too much. Yeah. I have to say, you know, it's interesting. You're the, one of the first people I've had that have ever told me they have a specific coach for mobility. Like I, I've had people like 
raise an eyebrow at me when I tell them I have a nutrition coach and that I've had a specific run coach before. And like I've hired people for very specific things, but I've never had a mobility coach. Now I've gone to physios clearly, like, you know, if you hurt a shoulder or whatever, you go see them for a few weeks and move on. But no one that I'm like seeing on a regular basis, you know? Right. Right. So I, I, fi I find that a really interesting concept. Is this something you would suggest for most masters athletes, like as a, as a, as an invital tool for training, or is this just something you think works for you? Well, I think, so first of all, he's, he's actually my CrossFit coach, but the focus right now is heavily, heavily on mobility and shoulder okay. stabilization. So the most, a big chunk of my training is mobility and stabilization, but everything he does, he programs my other stuff too. He just happens to be a physio, but I, I do think, and I, I recommend this to any follower who contacts me about their aches and their pains and the, you know how do I get started on this I seem to be sore all the time I do say to them I would invest in or go seek out some sort of dedicated mobility program and I do point them towards some of the usual you know the usual suspects like pliability and all those guys because a lot of these people do need guidance they don't they know yoga which is a great start but right. yoga is not the same as mobility. It's, it's not the same as addressing specific range of motion through a certain joint or a certain group of muscles. So I think a lot of people do need help on that. They, they're, not, they're not necessarily getting what they need from just doing a yoga class. Yeah, and I, I found, I mean, maybe give me your experience on this, but I found as I've aged, there, there's no rhyme or reason as to what hurts. Right. Like you just wake up one morning, you just wake up one morning. And you're like, why do my ankles hurt? Like I don't, I didn't do anything yesterday or, or why does, you know, you'll go to the gym and you'll feel perfectly fine and you'll go to lift something overhead and all of a sudden you're, you've got a shoulder pain and it's like no idea where it came from, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it is, it is a bit like that. It's sort of the, like, you know, when you're at college, the unidentified party injuries, you wake up the next morning and there's yeah. this random bruise on an area of your body that you you know, wouldn't imagine got involved in any sort of party uh, activities, but it, it is a bit like that. But I think that that is the mystery of the human body, right? It's everything is very strongly connected. And I think because we're older, we feel it more because it is more intense because everything is starting to get a little less pliable, a little less stretchable. It, it inflames a bit more easily we don't recover as fast as we were when we were younger so I think everything just refers and and also at this stage of our lives we are spending a lot more time sitting down for whatever reason you know jobs and just damn tired you know you do your workout and by three o'clock you're just ready to go to bed so you're sitting down and and that just everything just stiffens up and I think it, it it's just refers itself to every part of your body. I mean, you, my, my toes sometimes hurt and I, I don't <laughs> understand why, but they do. Well, it's the crappy CrossFit shoes. Let's be honest. Like, yes, know. yes, yes, you're they, right. They, they need to, they need to make some sort of CrossFit orthopedic shoe for old people, I guess. And we'll just quite figure that out yet. With, with a, with a inbuilt heel lift into everything. I know it's hopefully it's coming at some point. Any, any big changes you've had to make in your diet to adjust as you've aged? Well, I, yes, I, you know, more protein. You know, I do, I do take a couple of supplements because hanging on to the muscle is difficult. And I think, you know, a lot of women out there in my age group will identify with this, especially as women, when you, you hit a certain you know, period of your life it gets very, very difficult to hang on to the muscle. Right. And I, I have no, I didn't think that it would happen to me because you never do. Yeah. You always think that you're invincible and, you know, I was an athlete before and I'm strong and I'll keep going forever, but it does get harder and harder and harder. So I have had to be really, really disciplined about my protein intake to, to the point where I feel like I'm having to force feed myself sometimes, but it works you know, I'm on something like 170 grams of protein and I'm not a big person. 
and that takes a lot of eating. So that that's the major the major overhaul. Not as high in carbs. Uh, I'm not a low carb person at all. I don't buy into low carb or keto. But as a triathlete, I was really pounding back carbs, and now I don't I don't need as many. So that's a little different because I really love carbs, and and I have to be careful about where I put all my you know my eating focus because it's it's the protein that's going to serve me the best and I do get the carbs in but just to not the same volume as I used to and any big protein tips you give someone any special tricks to get to 170 170 is a big number that's my number for the record so oh it's a big big number it it is oh my goodness okay that's about right um yeah well, I'm, you know, I, I was a bit skeptical about 170, but it's, it works for me. But I, I do a lot. Of, I'm not a vegan vegetarian uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Just a lot of preparation. You just, you need to be really, really into planning in terms of just your grocery shopping and the types of lean proteins you get into the house. So I'm all about, you know, ground turkey, chicken breast. Uh, I do eat steak. But a lot of dairy and eggs as well, egg whites, whole eggs, and a lot of Greek yogurt. A lot of Greek yogurt. Um, so much Greek I, yogurt. I eat so much so, Greek yogurt. So much. I mean, I love it, but sometimes you do get a bit sick of it. Like I, I'll have to go downstairs tonight and get another bowl full of Greek yogurt to hit my hit my protein. And then I do use protein powders. You know, I I I stick it in my milk for my coffee in the morning. That gets me a little hit and. Uh, you know, another one in a shake after my workout. Do you ever uh, drink bone broth? I do not. No, no. Oh, I, I I'm going to change your. I'm going to change your world. I'm going to send you a link when this is over. I should put it in the show notes because I'll get a, countless DMs about this. So I started uh, drinking bone broth on the advice of my doctor, who is also the co-owner of my gym, and and now I live by it. It's basically. 80 calories, 20 grams of protein. It's so huh. good. And it, and it tastes and, great. And what's great about it is because it's hot, it, you can, like, I'll drink it before bed, get another 20 grams of protein, and it's like having a hot tea before you go to sleep. Right. right. Is it primarily collagen-based? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's, and it's great. I mean, so I, I have a couple of different ones that I take. I have a chicken one and a beef one that I really like. But that's become a staple in mine just to get, you know, just to fill in some extra grams here and there. It's, it's easy in the morning. It's easy in the evening. Yeah. Like if you drink coffee in the morning, it's a really easy thing to replace coffee with. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still drinking coffee. Like, oh, I'm not okay. giving that up. But I, I, had, a mo- I had a moment coffee. there. I was, yeah, no, I was like, well, no, no. what do you mean? You're not asking me to give up coffee because that's no, no, the, no. a lot of people ask me about pre-workout. Do you take pre-workout for the, for the CrossFit? And I was like, well, coffee, but. You know, that's all I need. I'm not giving that up. Yeah, no, I'll do, I'll often, I'll get up in the morning, have a glass of water, and then I'll make a, a bone broth and I'll drink that. And then I'll have coffee after and sometimes add collagen to the coffee. And right. now you're, you know, 30 grams of protein into your day before you've even really started eating. You know, it's just right. it's, it's an easy fill in. And I found even at this age, like my body composition has changed really quickly by increasing my protein and, you know, to the same as you, like I'm not giving up carbs, but I've absolutely lowered them, you know, because yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm filling in in other areas and I'm, you know, not as concerned about, well, did I get enough carbs to go power through this workout? I mean, CrossFit workouts right. are 15 minutes anyway. So you, you know, you don't need a <laughs> bowl of pasta before a 15 minute AMRAP. You just don't, you know, you just need enough to get through. So while I do track the carbs, I, lean in on the protein and it's amazing right. even even at this age how you can change your body comp yeah you know? absolutely and i i think a lot of people find that hard to believe so a lot of my followers are not crossfitters which is really interesting they're they're sort of women in midlife and a lot of them are not necessarily have been athletes or active previously and one of the biggest questions they have most common questions is is it too late to get fit, change my body composition, uh, live a healthier life, be stronger. 
And I think that's one of the biggest misunderstandings about being in your 50s. It isn't too late. And, and that's the thing I love about CrossFit is I've seen so many people change their entire lives, never mind body composition, just from things like, you know, upping the protein or just changing their nutrition in general, going to a CrossFit class three times a week moving more throughout the day, like getting up from the desk, going for a walk. It's, it's, it's not actually rocket science, but yet a lot of people find it hard to believe. Yeah. Well, CrossFit looks hard. I think that's part <laughs> of the issue. You know I mean? It does like, it looks hard. Yeah. The problem, the, here's why it looks hard. We do Olympic lifting and Olympic yes. lifting is very complex. Like I've said this for a while, if they would get rid of barbells completely and replace them with dumbbells, I think they could get more people to join. And I'm not advocating that we get rid of barbells because I know people love it. I just think like the visual of people doing snatches and clean and jerks scares people off at times, you know, or turns it, them I off. Yeah, I think it does. And it is hard to learn. I mean, I'm four years in and I still ah, get snatches so badly. It's so hard. And my cleans aren't fantastic, but they're better. I think, you know, so what a great thing for, say, people, you know, people of my age or in their sort of mid 40s, the master's divisions, is that a lot of the places like Mayhem and, and whoever else, they will have master's tracks or they have tracks that are dumbbell only. And they're functional fitness, CrossFit workouts that use a dumbbell. It's a lot more accessible. I think people in their 40s and 50s who've never done anything like this before would find it a little more easy to get their head around picking up a dumbbell. And, and you also, you know, you've seen some of those movements like the dumbbell snatches making their way into everyday other workouts on YouTube. Right. So I think the shift, you know, the shift is happening, but I don't know that, you know, many of these people would ever get fully into CrossFit. Are there any movements as a master's athlete that you choose to not do because of age? I have, I have yeah. a few. That's why I'm asking. Oh no? yeah. Tell me. I, I'm curious. I'm curious. Go on. I, and this is personal preference. Uh, keep in mind, I, I'm not critiquing the cross. Like I firmly believe the CrossFit method works for everyone. My dad does it. He's 77, right? Like, you know, I think anyone can do it at any age and you can do any of the movements at any age, but I look at things and, you know, I, I try to decide what am I training for? And then what's the risk or reward? Right. And I, as an example, I look at rope climbs and the reward for being able to do efficient, quick rope climbs does not outweigh the risk of falling off a rope at 53 years of age. And, right. and so, so, so my thing is what I could get from that, I can do in other areas. I can right. focus on the grip or, you know, whatever, you know, the, the parts that you get from doing rope climbs, I can do other movements that are safer have less opportunity for injury. And, you know, it's not to say there's no opportunity for injury, but it's just better for me. I also don't do a lot of muscle ups. I can do them. I learned to do them. And I do think it's important that, you know, masters athletes learn these skills and understand them, but I don't do a lot of them. They're really hard right. on the shoulders, like really hard on the shoulders. And I don't have great shoulders. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, so I would rather, Focus on, you know, maybe, you know, chest to bar pull-ups as an example, or strict pull-ups and ring dips right. over, over trying to do a, you know, a real overly heavily kipped ring muscle up and then find myself blowing out my shoulder, you know, it's just so, and that's just, again, personal preference. I just have found those things better for my body, you know, and so I, that's, I try to, yeah. You know, I try to encourage masters athletes, like if there are things that you don't like to do, like the whole point of fitness is to enjoy it and to live a healthier life. And so don't like keep running into a brick wall and knocking yourself out, like go find something you like to do. You can always, you can always scale it and sub something and still get the same stimulus. That's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I, I think for me, one of the, because I've only been doing this for four years and unlike you. I have not got my muscle ups. I'm still motivated to beat that thing. So yeah. I want to get a muscle up. I want the satisfaction of knowing that I finally did it, not just because I'm 53, but because it's a hard skill to master. 
I, you know, I, I never, I didn't even, I wasn't even able to RX my handstand pushups until after, actually, after I sh dislocated my shoulder and I started working with my coach, my one-to-one -one coach, he had me fully to the floor at that point. So up, up until then, I was to the ab mat and a plate and I finally RXed it. So I believe that I can probably, I can get all these things. So I do still want to attack something like the muscle up. I still, I can do a rope climb, but I want to get better at them. So I think that's my mentality is I don't feel that I've beaten it yet. And in my head, in my head, age doesn't come into it. I, you know, I guess maybe because I've watched these masters at the Madison, at the right. games and seen them do this stuff. And I just think, well, they're, they're, that's not a limitation. Limitation is my, my lack of skill right now. Yeah. I think that's fair. I don't, um, I don't encourage people to not do things. Like I got my first muscle up, I think at 47 or 48, maybe, or first ring muscle Amazing. up. And, and I didn't think I would ever get one. You know, and then I got pretty good right. at them for a while and, and that's, that was fine. You know, like I enjoyed doing it and, and learning that skill. But when I look at the things like I really want to accomplish at this age, it, it's not top of my list of priorities, but it was for a while. So I completely understand that sentiment of, Hey, I've never done that. I want to go right. do that. And that's yeah. part of the fun of CrossFit is like beating that challenge, you know? Yeah. And, and I think maybe, you know, maybe if I do finally get my muscle up, maybe I'll stop wanting to do them all the time or just have that thing in my mind if I, I've got to beat that thing. Now, the the other the other consideration to your point about the risk versus reward is is my shoulder. You know, I I dislocated it and it's a year and a half ago. And so, you know, it's always a little questionable whether I will be able to ever do all those things to the level that I was doing them. I'm not even back to full kipping pull-ups yet because I, I subluxed it again back in this March. And so it's, it was a little bit unstable. So, you know, I just, I just play it by, I play, take it month by month base, you know, I base my goals on where, where am I at? How do I feel? And do I feel like I want that badly enough? In fact, I was talking to my coach today about maybe we'll try out high rocks. I, have, you know, you I don't know done, how much. You haven't done one? Haven't done one yet? No, we don't. No, oh. we don't have them in Canada yet. It's coming. It's coming to Canada, but they, they've never had a race in Canada. So I figured, you know, if, if this thing, this shoulder doesn't cooperate on snatches and, and, you know, all the other stuff that's shoulder intensive, maybe I'll give it a bit of a break by doing high rocks for a little bit and see what happens. So start running if you're going to do high rocks again or at all. I'm hoping the muscle memory from being an Ironman triathlete sort of comes back. Right now, it's not looking great. My, my run splits aren't fantastic, but I, you know, I'm hoping the muscle memory from 20 years of triathlon will come back. Who knows? They threw me into one. This is a true story. I went to Chicago. We were covering one for the podcast. Nikki and I flew up to Chicago. And not going to lie, might have had a couple of drinks on the plane maybe. Oh no. And, and I get there and we're having dinner and a couple of drinks at dinner. And the, the founder is sitting at the table with us. He like shows up and he's chatting with us. He's like, you're doing the race tomorrow. Right. And I'm like, no. And he's like, no, you're doing the raids tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing the race. And same oh, as you, goodness. I'm like, well, I, I'm like, I've run for years and I've done marathons and half marathons and trail races. I'm like, how far is it? He's like, it's an 8k but it's a little farther than 8k, you know, I'm like, oh, that's fine. It's only eight. It's only 8k. I'm like a typical crossfitter. I'm like, it's, and they're a thousand meter split. So I'm like, okay, it's eight rounds for time. That's what I was thinking. Right. 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 Did Easy. not feel like eight. It did not feel like eight rounds for time. It was so bad. So bad. Yeah. And everything's accessible and you, you'll probably blow through all the CrossFit type movements, the sled pushes, the wall balls, like, you know, farmers carries burpees, all that stuff was like a no brainer. It's just a lot of running. It It is. It's a, and it, and it's added an intensity that, mm -hmm. you know, re, you can really push yourself over the edge too way too soon. You know, first three rounds, you could just hit, go over that red line and you're, you're in a hole from then on. Yeah. I didn't have that experience. My experience was that I was really hung over and, uh, 
I guarantee you've had this experience before in a race. You'll know exactly what I'm describing. I'm about three to four K in and I stopped sweating and I got the chills. Oh yes. And I'm like, yep. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I am in a bad spot. Cause I had a long way to go at that point. I'm like, I'm in a really bad spot. And so I started stopping at every water station and just slamming water and Gatorade and whatever they had. And I was fine. I got through it just fine. Oh my gosh. But it That's was the rough. worst feeling in the world though. <laughs> it was, it was rough. It was not, it was not fun, but High Rocks is a great event. You probably love it. Even, even if you, you know, don't figure out the shoulder thing or whatever, and you think, well, I'm going to do this, you know, as a competitive tool. I think you should do it anyway. Yeah. I you think know, like, it's important to. I think it's important to keep to keep trying something new. I mean, that's that's a big thing about my, you know, my my whole philosophy that I put out there as well is, you know, you might be in your 50s. A lot of people start to not give up, but settle at that point. I'm in my 50s. Right. What else is there to learn? I've done it all. I'm just going to relax now. And I think it's really important to just keep exploring because that is actually what for me personally anyway, has kept me in good physical health. It's exploring those things of, well, what, you know, okay, my joints hurt, everything hurts. What am I going to do about it? You know, be curious about it. Don't just accept it as your age. And I'm stuck with this now forever until I die. It's going to get worse. Probably you're going to get stiffer. Yes, but you can at least manage it and mitigate it by being curious about what's causing it. And, and I, I apply the same thing to the, the sport. Like, you know, what else can I do? Well, CrossFit was the thing I did after triathlon. Okay, now let's have a look at high rocks. It's a bit of a hybrid crossover thing. I've, I've done some obstacle course stuff too, which was super fun and super hard. Yeah, just be curious, I think. Keeps you, keeps you young up here for sure. You know, Next time they come to Chicago, you guys should come down and we'll do a mixed doubles. You and me, it'd be fun. Oh my God. Oh my God. It'd be fun. All right. Well, you're the, you're All the right. fit one. Uh, you'll just pull me along. I promise not to drink this time though. That'll be my yeah, well, sacrifice. That would be good. Well, you're the, you're the one who can get the muscle. I think you probably have a bit of athletic, inbuilt athletic instinct with that and you're, you're not admitting it. That's what I think. I don't know if that's true. I think I'm stubborn, like you described earlier. I have this, and I think a lot of people in our age group fall into this. I, I mean, I make the joke often. It's like because we were raised in the '70s and '80s, you know, our parents would be like, "We're going, okay, we're going outside," and parents are like, "Okay, bye," you know, and you don't see them again <laughs> until the sun goes down. They don't ask questions. There were no cell phones. Like they just looked for your bike to try to figure out where you were, you know. And so we had a a much different upbringing. Like we went to get water. We're drinking from the hose on the side of the house. You know? Right. Right. And, right. Uh, yeah. So, so we have all these like built in immunities from just basically drinking lake water. Yeah. You know, we just have a different experience. So I think we were, yeah, I, I'm, I doubt anyone younger is listening to this anyway, but if they do, they're punching air right now, mad at me for making fun of them, but it's true. Yeah. No, but I, I think, I think also at our age, we've, uh, you know, we've obviously lived a few decades and from that comes the learning. And for many of us, not everybody is that, that sort of willingness to just consider things a bit more widely. You know, when I, I have a 17 year old daughter and, and a couple of younger ones as well, and you know, you see it in the way their brains are wired. It's, it's very singularly focused it's very single track and it's you know this is what life is and you know the, the, that's the track I'm going on and when you get to our age you go ah I've been there done that seen that done that and now what else you keep a bit more of an open mind I think there are many people who don't fall into that category at our age too but I think you, you, you're a bit more relaxed about some of the things that you want for yourself yeah, well, I think we've had a lot more trial and error in our life. Like, you know, we were raised with encyclopedias, not Google. That's and, right. <laughs> you, know, you, just, you couldn't like just, you know, we had to figure shit out on our own. Like you just had to go do it. And I think that's part of, you know, I don't feel like I'm a special athlete in the gym. I just feel like I'm willing to try anything. And if someone says, hey, 
try this if it works i'm like okay you know what's the worst that could happen you know and right and i and i just do a lot of repetition but i'm also wired where i don't believe anything can beat me you know what i mean like i i i firmly believe i can learn anything if i set my mind to it and yeah once i've learned I, it i'm like okay i don't need to do that anymore right i but do you think i think that's that's part of who you are because i you know i get a lot of messages on my instagram account and I don't think many, there's not that many people out there who have that same mentality or, the, or they have to be taught that mentality in their 50s. They're, they're starting to get to that point where they're, you know, but instead of becoming more curious, they're now starting to close in a little bit because they've gotten to a stage of their life where they feel they deserve to slow down a bit or to relax a bit or whatever it is. I don't, I don't know that many are like you where they you know, I, that's the challenge. I'm going to take it on. I'm going to beat it. I don't know. What do you think? What do you see in your affiliate when people come to you? You might be right. I mean, you're, maybe you're right. I, I mean, personally, I do have, like, I'm always looking for my next challenge or the next thing I want to master or next hobby or whatever. And I am just wired that way. I see at my affiliate, a lot of people my age and they're doing it for health reasons but they're not doing it to go compete they're not looking to sign up for high rocks or local comps like they're coming with their spouse and their kids and you know they're it's an hour out of their day that they're not thinking about their job or their mortgage right. or, or whatever it's like an escape for them and that's one yeah. thing i really love about my affiliate is like we're providing an experience for them while helping them with their health and i think yeah. people often don't look at crossfit that way but i think that's fundamentally that's a really important thing. Like it is entertainment. Now sure. it's hard. Enter it's hard entertainment. <laughs> you know, we're teaching them new skills, but it should be fun. And if it's not fun, if they're not enjoying it, they're not going to stick around. Like they're just not. And right. so we, we have a fun affiliate. We do a lot of fun stuff and I think people enjoy it and we, you know, it's pretty loose and carefree. And, and I think the older members enjoyed that. We don't have a super competitive gym because of that. Right. Although I will okay. say. There's no greater feeling on the planet as a master's athlete than beating someone in their twenties. That is, yes, like, that's better than someone handing you cash is the greatest yes. moment ever. How yes, often does absolutely. that happen for you? Uh, you know, actually reason, not, not a lot, you know, not a lot, not daily, but I think because CrossFit is so accessible you are seeing more and more people of different levels of fitness and including, you know, 25 year olds who have not done any of this stuff before walking into CrossFit affiliates and trying to get into these workouts. So I think, I mean, I think my time, my days are numbered on that front where I'll be beating 25 year olds because, because I think many more people are getting into CrossFit. They're getting better at it. As long as I stay ahead of my 17 year old daughter, we we have a deadlift kind of thing going where she's trying right. to beat me and and I'm desperately trying to stay ahead of her. I'm I'm okay with that. But yeah, I think it it happens. I mean, there's plenty of other women at my gym who are a little older who are beating the younger ones too. It's they they've just been at it for longer or they're more focused at it. Right. I had this. This is a true story. During the pandemic, they closed our gym here for. I want to say it was like maybe three months, right? 90 days. Right. And I have a really awesome home gym. I mean, it's amazing. Anything you could ever have in a gym is in my basement. And so for 90 days, I killed myself down there. I did nothing but train because I was working from home. Like, so I yeah. was literally doing two a days for 90. I was so fit, so much fitter than I am right now. And they reopen our gym and I go back. And the first workout back, I might as well have written it myself. And like, I'm six feet tall, right? So it's, it was designed for me. It, it was basically wall balls and a salt bike, two things I'm good <laughs> at. And I'm paired up with this kid who's in his early twenties and he wants to be a competitive CrossFitter. Like that's his life goal right? is to make the games. And I beat him by like two reps. Awesome. And awesome. I am not, I'm not kidding you. I thought he was going to tear up. He was literally distraught. Like he could not wrap his brain around the fact this 50 year old beat him, you know? And uh, I said, awesome. to him, 
but you know, he hadn't had anywhere to train. He's in his twenties and living in an apartment, no gym. And I, I felt bad for him for a minute, but then at the same point, I'm like, you know what? It's proof that at this age, you can still go out and, and do it. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I didn't do shit for the rest of the week. Cause I was wrecked. <laughs> and, and he probably did like two more workouts that day. So that's the trade-off, but, but you can still Doesn't go matter. out and, and perform at a high level at this age, you know? I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think there's a lot of limiting mindsets out there. And, and again, you know, I talk about this a lot, all the messages I put out there is, is about let, you know, having this arbitrary number that happens to be on your birth certificate dictate what you actually try. And, and it's, it's really limiting people you know, they'll look at a dumbbell and say, well, I should probably go for the 15 because I'm 52. I'm in my fifties. Why, why would you limit yourself before you even touch the thing to see what you can pick up? And I, and I, I do try and encourage, especially women who have, you know, the added barrier of I'm a woman, I'm, you know, not really supposed to pick up heavy things, you know, pick it up, trial and error, as you said before, trial and error, pick it up and see, you know, see where you're supposed to be, not, not what a woman of my age is supposed to be picking up. It's just where you, where, where you are supposed to be is what is important. And then you progress from there. And I think it's a really important thing to, to keep in mind at any age is you, your potential is dictated by you and your physical ability, not by a number on the page. I love that. Absolutely love it. Well, before we, before we wrap up, where can everyone find you? So, you know, give uh, Instagram or TikTok or whatever, wherever they want to find you. TikTok. I don't know. That's old folk don't do you, TikTok. Uh, you don't, you don't TikTok? do TikTok dances? No. Well, I, I say no. I have a TikTok page that I don't use. Uh, Me too. First of all, no CrossFitters are really on TikTok for whatever that's worth. I just figured that out this week. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. No, no, no. No, I'm not. I, I, I think I think TikTok is just anyway, not worth not worth my time. Mostly on Instagram, it's at stronger movement. So that's S-T-R-O-N-G-R underscore movement. And I'm working on my website. So I, I basically I coach women for Mac midlife women for macros. But I put a lot of content out on Instagram that is more on the motivational side. Keep people of our age group getting into getting into the gym, getting moving, eating properly, just some words of the motivation, really. So that's where you can find me. All right, everybody go give her a follow. Deborah, thanks for joining. I appreciate it. It's been super fun chatting with you about how bad my ankles hurt. So thank you for that. <laughs> Great. You're welcome, Joe. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. For everyone listening, appreciate you guys joining us for Master's Moments and we'll chat with you guys soon.